We live in a time where masculinity is shamed and men don't know what it means to be a man. As a pastor and counselor, I've spent the better part of my life equipping and training others. My goal with this show is to translate my hard-earned experience into tools and tactics to help you become stronger as a man. This is the Brave Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Valentin. All right, Brave Co. Men, this week I have some real Brave Co. Men with me, and um, it's group 32. So these guys have been with me for almost a whole entire year, some of them uh, over a year long. And um, man, it's just been so fun to run with each and every one of these guys. And we wanted to do this podcast really just to give each man like a real inside look to what Brave Co. does. And how you can, you know, grow, uh, run with guys, change your life. And um, so we're going to kind of dive into the good, the bad, the ugly uh, of, you know, what Braveco is, what we offer, but also these guys' lives and and where they're at and what's really happening. And, um, but before we do that, I I just want to introduce each guy. I'm going to spend a little bit of time looking up like this because they're on a big screen. And so if you're watching this and you notice that I'm not staring you down like I am right now, it's just because I'm looking at these guys. So just bear with me. Um, but I just want to introduce each one of these guys. Um, Dan Grotberg is just a really incredible friend of mine. Um, and he's been a leader here, Brave Co for, for quite a while. Uh, MJ Salvatore, uh, MJ's just a, such a solid dude. And MJ, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you, when you were first thinking about Brave Co, I think you, I think that you had some major hesitation. If I remember, I was telling my wife, like, uh, or no, I was telling Tim and that I think that you were going to sign up and then you're like, uh, I'm not sure. And then I think I talked you back into it. Like not talked you in, but just explained it a little bit more. Is that true? That's a hundred percent facts. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm going to circle back around on that and find out if your investment was worth it. So, um, right. we have William. Um, yeah. So William, I'm not, where are you from? Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's just so good to have you on here. Byron crisp, uh, bottom left of my screen. Byron, um, is a guide for us as well. And, uh, Byron actually won man of the year. So Byron graduated. Um, did you guys all graduate? Forgive me for, there's just a a ton of guys. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. So all these guys have been with us for a year. Um, and Byron won the man of the year award and I'm going to have him share just a little bit about, you know, why he actually won the man of the year award. Uh, it's because his life was so jacked up and uh, he fixed it. <laughs> so he did some work and uh, Byron's just an incredible leader. Like all of these men are today. And it's so cool to have all you guys in one group. Cause I'm looking at this group going, Oh dang. Like you guys had a really powerful small group that just literally, we just put you guys together. Like we didn't think through like strategically, we didn't know you guys when we put you together. So it's just a bunch of uh, savages here. Lewis, uh, so we have Lewis here. Um, Lewis is from England, and uh, 
Again, I've spent a lot of time with Lewis. He's also a guide, which means he leads other groups and other men for Braveco as well. I know Dan does that. Byron does that as well. And, um, yeah, so I spent a lot of time with Lewis. He's trying to come to Texas. So if there's anybody from the embassy, American embassy listening to this, could you please just lighten up a little bit on Lewis? Uh, he's a good guy. He's solid, and we know that that's true. And then, of course, we have Chris Boyd. And um, Chris, I don't, I don't know where you're from. Can you just, uh, you know, tell me where you're from? And yes, yeah. Right now, Grapevine, Texas. So Lewis is hopefully going to be joining. Uh, our powers are going to come together here in, in DFW Metroplex. <laughs> Bro, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, fellas, thank you so much um, just for carving some time out of your uh, your week to do this. And really, you know, this whole entire thing started. Like, Braveco started because of our heart to see men restored back into their original design, right? And we've talked about it so much on this podcast. I talked about it, you know, last week with Steve Weatherford and just about the state of the union for men right now. And men are struggling. And I'm not like trying to blow it up. I'm not like trying to even be dramatic. Like the non-dramatic state of the union for men is that they're suffering. Marriages are suffering. Men are struggling with anxiety, depression, erectile dysfunction, you know, because of, of pornography, they're uh, addicted, you know, and then on, on one other side, you have some men that are doing good, but for the most part, a lot of men are really struggling and suffering. And when we were originally starting to build out, you know, like, how do you help men? Uh, um, when I was thinking through, like, I really want to help men. There's like an, a 9 billion ways that you can help men. Like I can just have a podcast and do that. And that's great. Or, uh, we can do, yearly retreats somewhere or I mean it's a really complicated thing when you actually think about like there's just an infinite amount of options and when I started really thinking about it and processing with the, the close men in my life at some point we realized like unless you do discipleship unless you do like real life on life week by week discipleship everything else just feels like like a weak attempt. I, maybe I could say that it's like good, right? It's okay. Like a podcast. I mean, I do a podcast and I listen to podcasts and they're good. And I do retreats and retreats are good. It's like a really good shot in the arm. I do conferences and conferences are good. Like conferences are cool. Uh, because again, it's like you get really super hyped and you get to hang out with a bunch of dudes and, and kind of reevaluate your life. But I also have seen what happens when you only do conferences, right? And I see people that just go to conferences over and over and over. That's my life. Like I've been a pastor for over half of my life. And so I've seen that. And even church, right? Like if I could be so honest to say that at some level, like, People go to church their whole entire lives, but they're not necessarily discipled where they are doing life on life relationships. There's accountability, there's real deep friendship and connection, and then a pathway where we are all moving forward. And so, you know, kind of when we, when we really got down to it, we decided like, man, 
we've got to, everything that we do has to revolve around discipleship because that's the way forward. And so this last year and a half has been friggin' so wild because for those of you that, that are new, you know, listening to our Brave Co podcast or just kind of new to, to what we do, like last year we did two men's conferences, uh, five, no, we did three five-day challenges. But the biggest thing that we did is we built out this discipleship course, this year-long discipleship course that has four phases in it. I'm just going to brush through this really fast, and then we're going to dive into the nitty-gritty. The first phase is the foundations of masculinity, which we call FOM. And that takes you all the way through what does it mean to be a man, uh, how to work through pain, right? Because when you start to really look at it, everybody's got pain. Every man has pain. Every woman's got pain and life is just full of pain. I'm not, again, not being negative. Nancy, at some point your kid, your parents are going to die at some point, you know, your friends aren't all going to work out. Like we have to have a real plan to work through pain or you just stuff it right. Um, how to set healthy boundaries. So we go through this whole 12 weeks on that. The next 12 weeks is sexuality and relationships where we really dive into, you know, how to build healthy and whole relationships. But in order to do that, you need to actually look at how you lived relationship. Like what was your home life like? What was your own personal, you know, how do you, what do you believe to be true about yourself? The cycles that you live in. So a lot of guys get free from pornography and addictions inside of the sexuality and relationships portion because they're starting to pay a close attention to, you know, how they're managing their relationships. How uh, do you feel cared for? Do you know how to meet your needs in a healthy way? That type of stuff. Moving on, we go through a, um, or prosperity and wealth phase. And then finally, the last phase is leadership. So how to lead yourself well, and then how to lead others. So these men, group 32, have gone through all 48 weeks of that. And uh, they have sacrificed so much to literally to put a year of their life, um, to be really intentional with an entire year of their life to meet in a small group once a week uh, to jump onto a watch party if they wanted to. So all these guys have access to me every single week. And some of them have access two times a week to me. So if you're leading a group, uh, I meet with all the leaders who want to, as well as these guys are able to, to jump in and just uh, ask any question they want. So they have done like this extensive, intensive um, course. And yeah, so again, guys, congratulations on on completing that. But more importantly, I mean, I would love for you guys maybe just to to talk a little bit about, and anyone can start, maybe Byron will start with you because uh, I already mentioned you were the man of the year, but can you tell me like, where were you coming in and how did you feel about starting Braveco? Like when you first started Braveco, what were your thoughts? And then, um, yeah, you know, how did you start to to overcome some of that stuff? So go for it, Byron. Wow. That's a big question, Jay. So, um, coming into this, I knew Braveco was coming up. I've been following like, uh, you and your dad for years. And so when the five day challenge showed up, I signed up right away. I was like, all right, I'll get into this challenge, get going on that and see where it takes me. And then I knew, I guess my core problem was I knew I needed to change. I had no tools to do it with. That was my issue. I yeah. knew my life needed to change. I knew uh, my marriage needed to change. I knew I needed to 
be able to look at myself in the mirror and take a good hard look at myself and say, what's wrong with me? And just couldn't, couldn't do it. I couldn't look in the mirror and be honest with myself. That was my biggest challenge coming into this. So, uh, the five day challenge actually was really tough. Uh, I just found it just stretched me so much. And then when it came time to sign up, I was like, I talked to my wife's like, I get this chance to do this thing for a year. Should I do it? And she's like, yes, you should do it. So I signed up like, all right, I'm in, I'm going for it. And, uh, anyways, it was, it was a ride. Like this was a scary ride for me. Like the first, you ask any one of these guys on here, the first month, I don't think I said five words in any call, (laughs) any night. I was like, no one needs to know me. And as I get into this, like, I was like, these guys actually care. Like these guys actually want to see me be a better version of myself, to see me get healed, to see me uh, become like a real guy, like a real man. And so that's where the journey started. And like, you know, it just, it was just nuts. It was just a crazy up and down and sideways and backwards journey that just took me from being such an unhealthy man to being a guy that's not scared to dive into any situation now, not scared to look at himself in the mirror. You know, I'm not passive about life anymore. I just, I just like attack life, you know, head on now. So that's, that's what my journey starting into Brave Co was. It's crazy because it sounds so cliche, right? Like, uh, that's what I would say if I was going to make like a, a marketing packet is like, men, do you want to attack life? Do you want to be able to look in the mirror and like yourself? Do you want to be able to wake up in the morning and feel proud of the man that you are? Like, right? Like I could just do that um, off the top of my head. And that's, so when guys listen to that, they're like, ah, man, Uh, what was like the turning point for you, Byron? I mean, cause you're in, you're in small group and I know what you mean. Like it can be really painful to, to show up week after week and be like kind of terrified that at, at people getting to know you and, in, you know, even looking at your weaknesses, let's be honest, not even secrets, right? Like even if you don't have secrets, but just, just your, your weaknesses, guys finding out like, oh, your marriage sucks. That's a freaking crappy thing to, to have to face. Like my marriage really sucks and I don't feel like a man because I don't know how to fix that. Right. Like what was kind of the turning point for you, Byron, where you're like, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to go after this. Was it, was it the guys like kind of winning you over with their vulnerability or the week to week, like consistency? What was it for you? I would say a little bit of everything there. Um, the week to week consistency was really big. Um, building relationships with other men. Like I've, I've been isolated for years. I don't really have a lot of close men friends that I can rely on that can speak into my life. So building relationships with guys here in this group that could speak into my life and that I would allow them to speak into my life Mm -hmm. made a big difference. And, you know, and then I just, it all came to a head. You know, I had an instance where one night I called Dan and I was just like, like the poor guy had to listen to me, like cry on the phone for like 10 minutes. I was like, like, I couldn't even get like speak. He just listened to me cry. (laughs) And I was like, I'm in a mess. And, and I think part of that was just being so vulnerable and so open that, you know, it gave me the courage to, you know, actually have some hard conversations with myself, with my Mm -hmm. wife. And that's when things started to turn. When I finally, 
you know, was able to be truly vulnerable, that's when I found that I could be truly strong and, and things really broke from there. What was it like the first time that you were like trying to be really vulnerable with your wife and we're going to get, let some of these other guys open up. But, um, I think that's such a, such a, um, common thing right now for men is right. They're looking at their marriage and going like, man, my marriage is not in a great place. And part of it is, I just don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to really show up. Like Byron, what did it look like, especially with your wife going like, no, you need to do brave go, (laughs) you know, what was that journey like for between you and her? Man, that was, that was scary. If I'm going to be completely honest, it was terrifying to be completely vulnerable with my wife. It was terrifying to admit um, where my failures were, where my weaknesses Mm -hmm. are. And to say, I know I need to do better, but I'm not sure how this is going to look coming out the other side. And, you know, it came right down to the two of us going for a drive, grabbing a coffee and sitting at a park in the car with the doors locked and like, we're going to talk this out. And like there, there was a lot of on my on my side, there was a lot of tears, a lot of just. Just opening up and and saying, you know, I'm scared, you know, and and I, and I don't know how to move forward from here. I'm scared that if I'm honest, you're going to, you know, walk out like this is going to be the end. Mm. And, but like I said, like as I became vulnerable, I started to find strength. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's like, that's so important, right? Is that you're able to express your fear to her and go like, I'm afraid that you're going to leave. Like that's the ultimate fear, right? Like I'm afraid that that I'm just going to be completely rejected, that you're going to be out of here. And I'm going to be like in this men's program with my pants half down. Like I finally got vulnerable. I'm finally kind of pressing in. I'm afraid I'm going to lose it all. (laughs) That's real. Yeah. That's the risk. That's the risk. Gosh, dang. It's kind of fun that, um, you're in a group of such solid men. And I know that because I I know these guys, um, and some, some more than others. But when I look at it, uh, especially looking at your group now, I didn't know that these guys were all in your group, Byron. Um, it's fun that you got the man of the year, but like the men of the year is, is, is this group, right? You like, you've got a group of studs behind you, like helping to, to pour into you. And that's like brought you to a whole new level. Absolutely. You don't get man of the year on your own. It's just, yeah. just no way. There's just no way. And honestly, it's what all, it's what every man wants. I was talking to Steve Weatherford <clears throat> um, and we are talking about, he was talking about how to become a dangerous man, right? Like we were spelling that out. And I was telling him like, to me, the easiest, quickest way is to not do it on your own. Like if you want to spell, if you're going to live five lifetimes, right? If you're going to live as long as Noah lived, okay, yeah. Like you got 900 years to freaking work on it. But if you don't want to have to, you know, try and fail a million times, like get with a group of guys who are already going in a great direction, who already have momentum, attach yourself to them and you get their success. Like that is the quickest easiest, although it's challenging, there's nothing quick and there's nothing easy about it, but it is the quickest way to get to where you want to go. Hands down. 
Um, William, just share a little bit about like what were some of the challenges for you in in Braveco? How did you come in? Did you come in like good to go? I know some guys came into Braveco, their life wasn't necessarily a mess or anything like that. Um, how did you come in? Uh, I came in by accident. I was on Facebook and saw the five day challenge and it was just like, heck, why not give it a shot? Like I've, I've fallen Bethel, I've seen your stuff, I've seen your dad's stuff. And I was like, hey, maybe I'll get something out of this week, not realizing that five days in, I'd be sitting there like crying and like realizing like, wow, there's a lot of stuff that I've packed into myself that I don't want to share with people. And like going into it, I thought I was okay. <laughs> Being completely honest, yeah. I was like, hey, like this seems like it'd be a great journey, great opportunity. Um, but coming into it and beginning going through like the masculinity phase. And then I think for me, it was more like the sexuality and relationship phase that like smacked me really hard. Uh, wow. because I began to realize like listening to these guys every week, like open up and be vulnerable. Like that was not really a place there I was. Um, but at times I would hold back quite a bit because I was like, I'm so yeah. afraid of sharing a lot of it just being from past relationships with other men that just went sour. Yeah. And like being vulnerable with them and like my family and my brothers, my dad, like not being the most emotionally available. Um, so coming into it, like one of the biggest struggles was that vulnerability aspect. And I think a lot for me was the insecurity of just mm -hmm. like, if I'm open with these guys, like what's going to happen? Like, what are people going to think of me? And it's like, even opening up with my wife was terrifying as well. Cause I was like, oh gosh, like there's sides of me that she's never known. And she's never heard of and like going through these phases and deep diving into pain from past relationships and sexual experiences. I was just like, what's going to happen here? Like, I'm going to get on this call and just like tell these guys like, oh, yeah, like I have all of this past sexual hurt from being a homosexual man and being used and abused and like porn or like yeah. pulled into pornography. Like most guys nowadays don't want to talk about that type of stuff like That's at true. all. Um, but to come into this and have these guys just be like, hey. Like, cool. And then I know for me personally, like MJ was a big support in that, and, like being able to talk about that with him and like walk through similar experiences, like really pulled me out of that. And like yeah. to go now forward, like walking in confidence and like walking in an ability to have relationship with men that I was like so shut off from is it's a huge win. Like I, I look at it now and I look around the relationships that I've built where I'm at the relationships I've built with these guys, the relationships that I've like helped restore and like God's helped restore with my own brothers and my father, like has been incredible. And yeah, I'm like, it was just a wild experience. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Um, unpack for me just a little bit. Like, how did your wife, like, how did she navigate through this? And was it pretty easy for her or, or yeah. What was her, her kind of mode through this? So I think at times it was difficult. Um, other times it was fine. She does counseling. So me kind of coming up with this stuff, she was like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> let me see how I can kind of help you, but just be your wife. I think a lot of the difficulty yeah. came when a lot of like the, the sexual pain and the sexual history started coming up. And for that, she got really nervous about it and very like mm. uncertain, especially yeah. like coming from a gay lifestyle. For her, she was like, yeah. that's a complete unknown territory for me. Um, yeah. and walking through that. So there was a lot of tough conversations on the couch at like one o'clock in the morning and like breakfast conversations, bedroom talks, just like walking through everything that I I'm processing, but also having her support in the sense of like, Hey, you need other men. Like you need to open up to the brave Code guys about this. Like I am your wife. I, I'm here to support you, but like men need to walk you through this journey too. So yeah, man, that's, I love that. You know, um, when Lauren and I got married, 
Of course, I had three kids from my previous marriage and had gone through a divorce and stuff. And one of the things that she said to me kind of stuck um, in, in reflection. She said, I can't remember how many years after we've been married, we had this conversation. She said, I felt confident in marrying you, knowing that I wasn't going to be the one that was going to have to bear the burden. If you weren't doing well, you had other men in your life, right? Like, so I have my dad and, and Danny Silk and like these other guys that I built relationship with. And she was like, I always felt comfortable, not, not that we weren't going to get over our head, but that we were never going to get into a spot where our community couldn't help solve that. And I think that's one of the things that my dad modeled really good for me growing up was I always saw him, you know, reaching out to these other guys. Right. And, and so growing up, it was just kind of second nature for me to, to have somebody that I can, you know, pull into, to my foxhole. And, and of course we have our wives and they're an incredible strength, right? Like sometimes my wife has like the insight of God on my life, like what I need. And sometimes she just has better instincts than I have about what the kids need or what's going on or how to solve a problem. But a lot of times, um, just knowing that she's going through crazy stuff or I'm going through crazy stuff and there's somebody else there that's shouldering that load is so massive. So I could see how, man, you, you go live a, a homosexual lifestyle, which I didn't previously know that. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm just showing people how authentic this conversation is. Like we didn't pre, I didn't pre-set up and go, tell me all your stories. Um, but having that, right, is it, that's a scary thing in a marriage, right? It's a scary thing for, for it's unsettling, especially when you start going through your sexual past, like a lot of couples are really afraid of that kind of stuff because man, is it going to bring up the past? Is it going to, well, we're already in the past, right? Because if you went through that stuff and you didn't clean it up, it's not like you buried it and it's dead. It's like on some way, shape or form, it's still affecting your life. How are you going to get the confidence to, to really unpack that? Not doing it alone. So man, that's, massive. Um, yeah, that's massive. And where do you feel like you're at? So you did a year of brave co, uh, where do you feel like you're at now? Like, give me, give me like the four one one on kind of your marriage and your life marriage and life. Uh, definitely a lot stronger marriage wise being able to be vulnerable and open with her has like helped our relationship go forward. Uh, but we were in the process of finishing up phase four and going through legacy and leadership. And my wife ended by telling us that we were pregnant. So stepping now going into fatherhood, our baby's due in April. So that's kind of the exciting part of going through this entire year and like being in that previous lifestyle, never thinking I would be a father, never thinking I would be any type of example of a man to somebody to now like looking at the future of what's ahead to like be able to be a father to my daughter and to like show her what that looks like, what a godly man looks like is so exciting. And then just being able to see like everything else that God's opened us up to like marriage wise and just like having those conversations and being able to just deep dive into things and not holding back where I think prior like a lot of hold back. If I was smart, I would have interviewed each one of you before I did this and then like coached you on what to say so that guys would be like real inspired. Uh, I love, I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than that. Right. Of like, man, I can't even, I look over and 
Tim's almost crying on the couch. He put his head down, his, rubbing his eyes. I mean, that's why we do this, right? That's literally, that's worth the fight. So, you know, each one of you guys gave a year of your life and a thousand dollars to, uh, you know, to work through stuff in your life, get some tools and come out on the other side. And the other side of that is, man, I'm, I'm having a child. Like I can't, bro, congratulations. I can't even Thank believe you. that. Thank you. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is, is guys struggle for years with, with uh, their past. They struggle for years with, especially like uh same sex attraction, homosexuality type of stuff. And, um, you know, my story is no secret with uh, oral sex with, with guys and stuff. And um, it's just so cool to watch what can happen when you build healthy relationships and you really go after the stuff in your life. Like it unlocks you and, and gives you the capacity to do stuff that you never thought you'd do. So William, congratulations, man, on not just your daughter, but like really pressing in and, and, and going through hard stuff to get to this just phenomenal place. So. Yeah, I love it. Um, MJ, let's circle back a little bit, bro. Um, because I remember, I do remember having that conversation with you in, in the very beginning, you were like, so gung ho, you're ready to go. And then I, I remember what you told me. You're like, man, I just don't know that I could fit it into my schedule. And I'm super busy right now. I'm doing a bunch of training and, and I was like, no, that's cool. I never, here's the thing. I never like I, I don't have anything in my body like to shame somebody or to be like, oh, you're gonna miss out. Um, but I think I told you like, bro, I, I think it's gonna be worth it for you. Like, and and um, so, anyways, tell, bring us through that process a little bit, and then like where you're at today. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So yeah, in full transparency that I schedule was busy, but total cop out. Cause I was just like, I don't want to unload the worst of the worst. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I just didn't want to do that. And, um, you know, I think for me coming into this entire program, I was coming in out of a season where all of my relationships with all of the brothers in my life and the church that I was involved with were completely stripped away. Um, and there was not a lot of follow through with discipleship to what you had mentioned earlier, like in the church that I was a part of. And that was a piece that was lacking that I was so desperate for. Mm. And I always found it really easy to just connect with a lot of different people, but that authentic, genuine brotherhood, there was, there was a gap and there was just something missing. I was like, you know, I, I share deep parts of my story, but there was never any unraveling of the roots. And I think that's what really wow. drew me in to going through the course when I finally decided to, you know, bite the bullet and, you know, go for it. Um, and a lot of that sparked from the five day challenge because I saw mm. all of these different guys, you know, the five guys that were part of this group, there was something special that was happening during that first five day. And I'm just like, you know, going Facebook live and talking through things. I was like, this is great. Like, but people were responding to that vulnerability. And there was something with these men that I saw and I was like, oh, I was like, I kind of want to, I really want to do this. But there was just that it's a push and pull, right? Where it's like, yeah. you know, I could do this because I want to be stretched and I want to grow. But then it's also like in doing that, I'm going to open myself up to be fully known. And that's terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. And throughout, you know, the year that we had together, I started to just really unravel and connect dots on certain things. And I honestly was a sponge 
because I'm the only guy that's single in our group. So I am getting like the good, the bad, the ugly, the nitty gritty from everybody. And for me, it was so special because it really just shifted my perspective on so many different things. And to come clean with all these guys about why I struggled with, um, you know, certain types of pornography and like where that stemmed from and kind of getting to the root of that and then learning what a healthy thought pattern looked like and identifying the uh, cycles that needed to get put in play and the action plan. And these guys literally loved me unconditionally in a way that I have never experienced in my life where it was just met with so much compassion and there was just so much just joy to like celebrate the fact that there was vulnerability taking place, but also Mm -hmm. that this part of the story that was resurfaced and dealt with also got rewritten in the process and to share that with everyone was one of the best things that possibly could have happened for me and like best a thousand dollars i could have ever spent i say that (laughs) hands down like hands down so yeah super thankful man that's that's just incredible um well for starters i think we'd be missing a real moment here if we didn't do a little shout out to some of the ladies uh and and just let you know, let Let's all the go. ladies know that the MJ's he's available, right? We've got him fairly cleaned up, ladies. Uh, he's not domesticated, but he he has he's well groomed, he's well kept, he's uh, he's got his stuff in order. And so um, we'll just throw his phone number up here real quick, Tim, with the two five nine five five eight one two seven six, I think. No, I'm just kidding. That's not really his phone number. <laughs> but you can send us a DM and we'll hook you up. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. Uh, no, nah, I just love that, dude. And <clears throat> again, it's just another It's another story about we all have excuses why we're not further along, right? And I'm too tired. I don't have the time and it's too much money. Um, we all have excuses and, and about why we shouldn't start either. Right? Like the, the ultimate truth is I don't trust myself that I can, that I can finish this, that I can really follow through with it. I think, I mean, I'm working on that theory, but I, I think that's a lot of it. And so it's so cool to watch you push through that fear and just kind of buckle down and uh, I was listening to David Goggins the other day, well, which I don't know how many of you know David Goggins, but I can't I can't repeat word for word what he said. <laughs> but he said, when I wake up in the morning and I don't want to get out of bed, he said, I just say to myself, are you going to be a little beep today or are you going to get out of bed? And it's just kind of fun, right? Like what it says is we're all human. We're all human and we all we all want to find reasons why to back down, to let off the gas, to just stay average, especially in, it's like, like in the fitness world, MJ, I just know that like, like you're, you're a beast in the fitness world and right. Like, aren't you a personal trainer? I am. Yes. Yeah. And so it's easy to like be really successful in one area of our life And then just like for that to be the success of your life, like I'm a successful man, like I'm a businessman, I make a lot of money or I'm a successful man, like 
I've got muscles or I'm a successful man, like whatever, you know, whatever I make trinkets and people like the trinkets that I make, but that's not necessarily the sign of success in our life. Like, do you enjoy waking up in your shoes? Can you look yourself in the mirror? Do you feel proud of yourself? You know, in man, just congrats on, on the hesitation, looking yourself in the mirror and going like, all right, dude, you, you got to buckle down and, and really do this. So that's awesome. MJ way to go. I love it. Dan, um, were you the, are you the leader of this group originally? And, and the reason why I'm asking people are going to be like, gosh, do you not know? Uh, well, there's three guys in this group, at least that I know of that lead other groups. And so, um, were you the original leader of this group, Dan? No, actually, MJ is the one that, that put this whole show together, and uh, and Lewis is actually MJ. Our, our group guide. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Lewis, you're the group guide here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, just a pack of studs here. <laughs> it's just a freaking six pack of studs. Um, Lewis, let's just – I just want to talk to you a little bit because um, you're the leader in, in – like talk me through a little bit what it was like to, you know, lead these guys and some of the, you know, for you, was it like a really natural thing to just jump in and like, man, I'm going to lead, I'm going to lead a group of guys through, you know, the, the challenges that they face. I mean, some of these guys they had some real problems, right? Like their marriage, Byron's marriage was suffering. And you, you have William who like is struggling with some, some serious sexual stuff or, and not serious in the, in the form that like he's acting out or anything like that. Like I'm not trying to blow it up, but like just the challenges that he faces and you know, you have MJ, I'm mean, just being single alone is a pain, you know, like you got to talk to the guy about his single problems. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, um, what was it like for you? You know, what were some of the challenges that you faced in being specifically in, in leading these guys and being a leader and then kind of like, um, what were some of the keys and the tips that, that you used to like help bring the best out of these men? Absolutely. So in a lot of ways, it was something completely new for me. So I'd never really done anything like this before. And I actually did the, the Brave Code 12 week challenge or um, the 12 week before this ran. We put a bunch of feedback almost that we wanted something longer. We all did the five day or we're killing it. So all I can explain that. Yeah, let me together. just explain that really quick. Um, because before we did the the twelve month discipleship course, we ran and before we had the name Braveco, first it was just like I said, Hey, if anybody wants to come on, I'm gonna do ten days of like masculinity stuff. So we did that. Then we ran it back again and we called it like man to man. And like having man to man conversations, which you have to you can't keep that name, right? Like because if you Google man to man that's a real bad thing to do. Like you're going to, man, don't do that. And so we realized right away, like you can't, you can't call it man to man. And, uh, but then when we ran it back, right, we, we had the name Braveco and, and launched and branded and all that. So that's what Lewis is talking about. Then let me just describe the five day challenge really quick. Cause I think guys are probably a lot of guys are like, what was the five day challenge? So last year we did these challenges, these free five day challenges, and we do five nights in a row on Facebook and any guy could join in. And, um, like I would speak, uh, we bring in all kinds of guest speakers that were awesome. 
and we just talk about these really powerful topics like how to break a cycle or how to work through pain or whatever, like how to build an incredible life. My dad came on, Kulzik, you know, Greg Hendricks came in there, Steve Weatherford came in. And so those five-day challenges were freaking awesome. We had thousands of guys on those challenges because, again, they're free. And then after the challenge, you know, after the five days, if anyone wanted to sign up and go through a year-long discipleship program, they can do it. So it's kind of a, a taste of that. So anyways, Lewis, sorry to cut you off. But I just want to give a little bit of context for guys. So you were saying that this was kind of new for you. You hadn't led a group really. So take it from there. Yeah, so in a lot of ways, I was almost discovering my leadership style and how I lead and really the fact that that's something I really am passionate about and something I really want to do a ton more of. And in some ways, it was a really easy group to lead because they were killing it on the five day. Like these are the men who are showing up the most, which is why we got together. We're like, why would we want to hang out with anyone else when we're kind of going after it? So, you know, we're we're the best of the best in, in that kind of five day, right? So that's kind of go after it so in a lot of ways i had guys who were just instantly out the gate absolutely running for it like session one we were already diving into it really going deep really didn't have to work at all to really um really get the vulnerability get the transparency out there and to kind of break through a lot of the walls that we kind of the misconceptions that we had and really you know learning by leading um and leading by leading um and allowing others to really take that um take that spot in so we did a, a rotation so we had it each week we had one guy step up lead you know, walk through the content i think mean, actually that was the best way because it all felt like in our own way we were all taking turns leading pushing this thing forwards we all felt like we had an ownership thing of this and my leadership style is in a way that i try and empower and equip others rather than trying to kind of do it all so i think in a lot of ways it was a, a team effort everyone was pushing us forwards like some of the times that like dan chris william mj byron all led just incredibly in each of the questions they asked the amount of planning they put into really digging in and so in a lot of ways i just remember there was a time um on aaron's um zins thing where we kind of had to share something like the deepest darkest secrets and um we kind of just reeled that off and um you know the, the things that we'd never shared about any like to anyone at all and then, like, we had, like, a five-day challenge. I think it was, like, the second one we ran, like, three weeks after. And they were, like, sharing those deepest Sahih secrets as their testimony that they weaponized their story for to go and kind of say, like, come on, like, this is what God's done in our lives. This is what the, this is what the power of what the Lord's doing in this movement. And actually, you know, that's it's not something that's far off. It's so achievable. This is where I was. And actually, just over two seasons like this is where i'm now bro it's insane um so you brought up something uh weaponizing your story that we've talked about a little bit on the podcast but you know where these where each one of you men had so when he talks about aaron zent that's phase two lesson number nine guys look at how much i have this content in my brain uh, <laughs> uh so yeah phase two which is sexuality and relationships. Lesson number nine is Aaron's in and Aaron just freaking does an incredible job at unpacking the problem behind porn. And one, one of the things that he's talking about there's is really drawing a line in the sand and getting out the secrets. Right. And part of weaponizing your story is 
a lot of guys are so afraid to share their past, right? The deepest, darkest things that they've done because we're so afraid that they're going to get used against us. But what we don't realize is the stuff that we've overcome is now a weapon for us and other men, right? Like that's the fuel that other guys use to get out of their hellhole. And so, you know, when William says, oh man, I was struggling with my same sex attraction past in living that lifestyle. Like there's a guy watching this today that just got a ton of hope and a ton of fuel and is going to run with that and go, okay, I can do it too. Or, you know, when you hear Byron go like my marriage sucked, I wanted to look at myself in the mirror. I want to be proud. I had a conversation with my wife. I got real with a bunch of men. Like somebody's going to be sitting, you know, listening to this podcast and go, okay, I can do that too. That's what we mean about weaponizing your past and weaponizing your story. And ultimately guys, like that is the call for all of us to take these the hardest places in your life, the places where you were most ashamed, the places where you fell and weaponizing that, right? Like don't hide it. Don't let it define you. You begin to define it and you go, this is not what makes me ugly. This is what makes me beautiful. This is what makes me powerful is I am not the sum total of my worst day or my worst moment. My ability to overcome that, you know, gain victory over that is a breakthrough for every person in my life. And so, man, I love that. And, and yeah, you guys, I think it's really cool. Um, taking turns to have each guy lead is awesome. You know, mostly what I wanted to highlight is a lot of guys think that they have to be this freaking type A, like top of the food chain, CEO, prison warden to lead a group of powerful men. And it just couldn't be further from the truth, right? Like it, it just, it couldn't. And when we talk about leading a group, Really, honestly, you're the facilitator of information. Like you're the guy that everyone can count on to make sure that each person, you know, is cared for and that you're on time, that, you know, you're kind of like holding the standard and, and, you know, you're confronting the dude that doesn't want to talk at all, Byron. And you're stopping the guy that wants to talk all the time, MJ. You know what I mean? Like you're you're helping to like make sure, and that's leadership. Like if you can do that, it's Jesus with the disciples. It's like he's not stopping them from arguing about who's the greatest. He's just going like, hey, guys, if you really do want to be great, <laughs> like here's how you do it. You know, Look, can we just keep moving on here? And so I love that. Um, anything else? Any other thoughts about that, Lewis? Um, I think it was probably also just a factor that I was myself going through the content for the first time as well. So in a mm. lot of ways, I was kind of being vulnerable. I was kind of bringing my stuff in. In a lot of ways, they were feeding into me as much as I was feeding into them. So it was yeah. kind of learning to um, kind of receive and to, in moments of where mm. I am not the, the leader in that session, it's actually taking my pride and my kind of because in some ways you can think well i'm the leader so therefore i kind of shouldn't really be as vulnerable and i think you see this in churches that we don't really allow our leaders to struggle with porn or struggle with all of these things because i think you know we've talked about it here as well as you know you kind of get kicked out you kind of lose your position you you don't get to serve in the roles that you want you don't get the um appreciation mm -hmm. or recognition or whatever that is. So in a lot of ways, learning that actually this is a safe space to be known and to be um, fully um, 
with that being met fully with acceptance and love by each of the other guys yeah. was just so life uh, transformative really um yeah i love it man yeah that's powerful chris um just share with us a little bit about you know how you came into uh the group what was going on in your life were you the guy that had it all together or was your life falling apart and then maybe a little bit about just where you're at Definitely not the guy who had it all together by any means. I think that was uh, was something that I, I like to personify. That you know that it just kind of came across that way. But yeah. man, you pick one of the four modules that we worked through, and that was me at a certain time, and uh, you know a lot of these other guys too. So that's what made this this group so powerful is. These, these gentlemen all linking arms from the very get-go, like Lewis said, dude, Jay, these guys dove in head first, no hands, just straight, straight face in the water, man. And then somebody was there to pick them up. So it, I got a little ahead of myself there, but um, so definitely not the guy who had it all together. The, the thing that drew me to this was, man, I was just, tired of not meeting my potential. I knew there was something in there and growing up without a dad, you know, just the world, I think I got stole this phrase from you or the team, the world raised me and they didn't do a very good job. (laughs) Quite frankly, these guys have helped forge and beat and sharpen and mold me into a much better man. You know, and and I, I feel confident now saying I'm a man because of journeying through the 12 months with these guys Wow! through, dude, we had tears on our calls. I mean, we had some fiery prophecy prayers. We had, I mean, we were laying hands on each other virtually healing people. Like this group was rowdy and it was a blast, but all of that came about because you had, you had guys who were all willing you know, there, that whether it was finances, which was me, that was my issue. Dude, I struggled. I was like, man, am I going to pay for this? Am I not going to pay for this? What? How do I do this? I don't. Have, and then you straight up called me out on one of your deals. It was like, uh, being a man is about making a decision. And I was like, oh, gosh, he knows. He knows I'm wavering. He must be looking at my email. <laughs> And, and so I, I swiped the card like right after that. I was like, no way, no way am I missing this. Um, now through this, uh, I, I was, it didn't take me but a couple of sessions to just be hooked, mm-hmm. hooked to the guys, hooked to the content and just the belief that I guess really there was hope. There was hope that I could be different. Mm-hmm. You know, I could be the man that I saw other men being, I could be that father. I could be that provider and walking through that with these guys only blue flame or uh, blue, blue air on that flame. You know, it was, it was yeah. lit. And then each one of them at different times at various times collectively blew on that for me, but you guys in the content crushed it. Uh, I, I'm, so pumped to try to start one locally, uh, especially whenever Lewis gets 
gets around. Maybe we can tag team it, but yeah, they, yeah tons of growth, man. They're, they're like, there's no excuses. You know, these guys can say it. Your other guys can say it or not, but you know, Jay, if there's no excuses, there's really not like, yeah, it's that whole extreme ownership thing, man. You just, you want to be better time to put in the work time to get time yeah. to commit. That's it. Which is in, in a lot of ways is so freeing, right? Like it's so freeing to know that, listen, honestly, the only thing holding you back is you and you get all your power back, right? Like you can get a hundred percent of your power back by going, okay, what am I willing to pay in order to, you know, have more confidence in order to be able to have a hard conversation with my wife in order to work through the pain in my life, right? Like the hard, the hardest thing in the world is to not know how to do it. The second thing, the second hardest thing is to motivate yourself to do it. And, you know, we tried to take all the work out of it with guys by going, here's a path, right? Like here's a pathway to walking into, you know, confidence and freedom and wholeness and health. Now it's up to you to work together as men, as brothers in different parts of the way. Like somebody's going to have to drag you across that line and somebody's going to have to motivate you because you don't always feel good and you're not always at your best. And sometimes you get down and man, I love that, Chris. That's just, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I think I had, we had a lot of guys, we have a lot of guys who, uh, i like, man, I don't have the finances to do it. And when I, when we were creating Brave Co., so full disclosure, when we were creating this, I had originally went like, I just want to do like a $10, $10 a month subscription, um, you know, like Netflix does. And I got a lot of input on it, like, cause it's hard to know what to charge. Right. Uh, and I had a whole bunch of businessmen and friends, close friends go, listen, bro. Um, if guys don't put real skin in the game, they're not going to do it. Like they're not going to, they're going to like freaking, they're going to come in for like one time. As soon as it gets tough, they're going to be like, I'm done. And then secondarily, they're like, we're going to have to fund Braveco because, you you know, we spent $120,000 building out our platform that we use. Um, we spent $80,000 filming content because we didn't do a crappy job. Like we did a really good job. And, uh, you know, and we put a lot of money into just last year alone. I mean, close to 500,000 just in like operations and, and making stuff go. So they're like, dude, if you also, if you don't charge guys, like you're, you're not going to be financially stable. But here's the other thing that we did is we didn't leave any guy behind. And you can ask any one of my staff, like, and we always said that, like, listen, if you absolutely cannot afford the, whatever it was, thousand bucks or whatever, like, what can you pay? You know, we'll take your chickens, we'll take your dog. Like, we'll, you know, you can pawn your bike. What? No. I mean, we just, we found out what guys could pay and we, and we met them there. And, uh, cause you can call a guy's bluff too on that, right? Like you can call a guy's bluff where it's like, oh man, it's just, I don't have the money. You know, I'd love to do it. And then you're like, okay, well, what do you have? And he's like, oh, I mean, I got 300 bucks. You're like, all right, I'll take your 300 bucks, you know? And then pretty soon he's like, yeah, I just don't have the time either. And you're like, okay, 
Just tell me that you don't have the courage to do it. Like you just need to be honest with yourself and say, hey, this isn't the right time for me. You know, I don't have the courage to do this right now or whatever. I don't want to do it. That's fine. Like this isn't for every guy. I don't think every guy on the planet has to do Brave Co. But don't lie to yourself. You know, that's the main thing for me is like, don't don't lie to yourself and rip yourself off from an opportunity that can really benefit you and bring you to a place of health and wholeness. So, you know, Dan, not last, uh, last, but definitely not least. Um, yeah, I just <clears throat> love to talk to you about, you know, what was your experience like in Braveco? And, um, you've been on just a ton of calls with me and the leader calls. And, uh, we spent a lot of time together. I know that you've even, um, yeah, it's fun because I, I, I can't remember where you started in. Did you start out being a leader or did you just start out being a guy and then, and then no, like, I was just at a some guy point transition? Opened it up for guides and Lewis, uh, Lewis volunteered me and, and I started out as a guide. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe just tell us a little bit about your journey, why you joined Braveco and then I'm going to open yeah, up so a few I actually things. got invited to go to the Braveco conference last year uh, by a friend who didn't a- end up actually going. And I wasn't, I wasn't going to go. And I ended up, my wife said, hey, you're, you're going out to Bethel to bring my, my oldest son, Sam, to, to ministry school. And why don't you go to that conference? I'm like, I don't know, Joy. Like, they're talking about, like, you know, foundations of masculinity or something. I said, I don't really struggle with my masculinity. I, I don't know what, what it's all about. But she's like, no, I, I think you should look into it. Pray about it. She said, ask the Lord. So I asked the Lord and he said, yes. <laughs> so, so I signed up the last hour of the last day that it was available and man in that conference. <laughs> wow. I was in a worship set and uh, they were playing the song. There's another in the fire by Hillsong. Mm. And I forget what the session was about previously, but the Lord showed me five five places in my life, uh, one very specifically where I was just asking God, where were you? Where were you when I went through this? Hmm. And he just showed me, man, he showed me that he was right there alongside me. He put his hand on my shoulder and he said, I love you. This was never my will for you. Hmm. I love you. Um, and something along the lines of, you're going to have a story out of this. And I remember coming out of that time, man, I was on the ground weeping. And it's not something I do on a regular basis, but it was just so unbelievably powerful. And John Eldridge was also teaching about getting our whole heart back mm-hmm. and praying that prayer. Jesus, I want my whole heart back. And that's what I prayed. And uh, I remember getting up from that session. And you guys were talking about this brave course that was going to be launched. I called my wife. I said, I don't know what just happened here, but this is what I was born for. And I want to give my life to whatever this is about helping men about first being healed and whole myself. And I'm going to fast forward a a little bit through this. I'll I'll try to run through it quick. I I learned that, um, that connection, or I'm sorry, that sobriety wasn't the opposite of addiction. Connection is. So you guys were teaching and I learned what that connection was. And I've had, um, my relationship with my kids restored. My my oldest son, in fact, I had a conversation with him before he started this year in ministry school and the situation with my daughter. And 
And I was, I was working through some things with my daughter and he's looking at me like, dad, how come you don't tell her like this, like shut this, like, don't you hear what she's. And I, I just put my hand up. I'm like, Sammy, I'll, I'll talk to you after we're done. And anyway, finished up with my daughter. And I said, you know, son, I said, I'm so sorry. I said, you and your two younger siblings basically had two completely different dads. Hmm. I said, I never listened to you. I parented you out of fear. Um, and I'm just so sorry. And it actually began another level of restoration, my relationship with him. Um, my daughter had an amazing transformation um, about three months ago. For, uh, I'm sorry, in September. Radically had an encounter with the Lord. She is talking to me. I mean, we're just having an amazing time that, that we had just haven't had in years before that. My youngest son is now a senior. Um, just have an amazing connection with him. Uh, my wife wrote me a letter through this and we were having a really hard time. And uh, my wife is not a words of affirmation or physical touch person. Um, you know, I, I am, um, but she, it, that was just something that we, we'd struggle with in our marriage. And finally she, she wrote me a letter and she said, God created you with something that only he can fill. Hmm. And he's actually inviting you into that, into that place of healing, the deep wounds that you have, that you have wanted me to meet, you know, to, to heal. Um, only he can heal. Um, the things that, that, you know, we're struggling with, like, I can never fully meet that. It's only going to be a temporary band-aid. And I don't want that. And I know you don't want this. But it comes with entering his his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and your times with the Lord, I believe are going to be amazing. And he's going to meet you there just like he met me. What you're going through is the same thing that I went through with the inner healing and, and I got mm -hmm. healed and the Lord met me. So fast forward that the next two weeks I did that. I got up every morning and I'm like, God, I need you. I want to be healed in these areas of my life. You guys through this course, you taught us how to process pain how to go through forgiveness, um, that it's actually, uh, it, it, isn't a, it isn't a matter that we haven't forgiven, it's that we were actually never given permission to process the pain and the wound. And then mm -hmm. the forgiveness that came out of that was so complete where I never had to process those same wounds twice, just like you had wow. explained. Two weeks later, my wife comes downstairs and she says, Dan, there is something so unbelievably attractive about you right now. And as we're processing it, she, we got to a place where she didn't have to be Jesus in my life. I had found my father, wow. my heavenly father, met me in those places. So, man, it's been a wild ride, and we're still on the journey. And um, these guys here, I, gosh, I just want to rip through the screen, give each one of them a hug. And, and I'm not a virtual platform guy. That was probably the hardest thing for me with the course was, you know, seeing guys through the screen, not be able to put my arm around them and either, either punch them or, you know, give them a hug. So anyway, that's, that's that. Gosh, dang, dude. You know, what's been so fun is watching, watching you like process through this past year. Cause we spent halfway through the year, uh, when you became a guide and then we spent quite a bit of time together because I'm on a once a week call with all of the guys in Braveco. Whoever wants to jump in can jump in. And then I'm on a once a week call with just the guides, right? So the leaders leading the leader, leading the, the other guys. 
And so with the guides, I get really close because there's less of them and, and they're a little bit more consistent. And, uh, you and Lewis and Byron have been on every call on like almost every call. Like you, I just know you three are going to be there. And so it's super fun to watch you go all the way through, you know, this whole journey and ask lots of questions and, and whatever, have good dialogue. But what's been so fun for me too, is as I'm watching you guys grow and learn and gain confidence, I'm also watching you like take the content and then go teach it. So I watched you do that this year. Like you, you took, I think the forgiveness and uh, working through pain and forgiveness and go in and teach that. I watch a couple other guys do that too. Like, Hey Jay, is it cool if I like, if I take these two lessons or whatever, and if I go and, and, and teach it here and it's been so much fun to not just like, cause, cause that's the real deal, right? Like that's when you know you're actually making a disciple is you're not just giving somebody content. It's transforming them body, soul, and spirit. And then it's becoming them like, right? Like now you're going and giving that away. And it's honestly what I love the most about, about what we do is like, okay, yeah, get, get well, get trained and then go give back, like get activated in what God has for you. And we've been going for, um, almost an hour. So I'm going to, going to kind of shut this down here soon. Um, does anybody feel like we left anything out that, that you, you want me to hit or you want me to ask a question or, um, that I haven't. So you got anything burning inside of you that you're like, man, you better call on me. If not, it's no worries. I just want to make sure I don't miss anything before we, uh, before we move on. I just want to bring up identity for a second. Um, you know, I didn't catch it the first time we did the five day challenge, but when I was getting ready to become a guide for class three, and Jay, when you taught that lesson on the men need a new name, oh, and yeah. that night in the five-day challenge, I got a new name. You know, it's like us as men, like we go through a lot of our lives where we just, we live by the names the world called us, that we live by the names that we called ourselves. And like, and for me, like I called myself a loser, worthless, insignificant, like not worthy you know, not a man. Like these are the names that I was either called or I called myself my mm. entire life. Wow. And in that, in that lesson where, you know, the men need a new name, I clearly heard God say like, Byron, you were Byron the strong, you were Byron the courageous. And I, I mean, it spoke to me so deeply. I actually went and even got a tattoo about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you did like, like a big one. Like it covers most of my arm and like, you know, because I knew, I knew that's who I was deep down inside. I knew that's who I was. And when we start to walk in the identity that God gives us instead of the identity the world gave us, like it's a game changer. It's a game changer for every man out there. And I just think it's so cool that through Brave Coast, so many men are learning who they actually are. That's what I think was one of the most powerful things in Brave Co. Man, I love that. Yeah, I remember that moment too. Um, and on that five day challenge, that was a really powerful night. I think that was the first time I had I had delivered that message like that. And kind of we came down to the the pinnacle of the moment where I talked about the different names, you know, that whatever, if, if, 
my dad was called, I was called in, in, in different places in the Bible. Right. Um, and then at the end we had every guy like sit down and close his eyes and ask God, like, what do you call me? Right. Like what were the names that you're called and what do you call me? And, and man, that was a freaking powerful night. Like guys started sharing, uh, right there. They started sharing, you know, what God called them just super powerful. But yeah, it's true. Like, you know, a massive part of getting your life back is getting your identity back. Cause everything falls in line with that. And, and, um, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, MJ go for it, man. Um, just again, this was just right in my heart as we were just kind of wrapping up here, but I think for anyone else listening to this, I think just for some encouragement and hope, I think the most rewarding thing when we got to the last like week of the 12 months, it was like our final like meeting. We wrapped up right at the end of November. None of us were the same guys that we were at the start. And I think that's yeah. something that people listening need to like be reminded of. Like if you're willing to put in the work, you will not be the same person you were at the start. And that's the beauty of having your whole story rewritten, right? You have people that are coming alongside you. You have people that are loving you through all of the ish. <laughs> and like, it's, it's very powerful when you're met with that unconditional love and you find that brotherhood, like these guys, I would not have gotten through the last year without these men, like through the prayer, through the tears, the prophetic words, the phone calls. I, I flew down to Florida to see Dan. Like we, like it was intentional, but there was something so special. And the fact that we all got to celebrate all of the changes we are seeing while it was happening. Cause it's so easy to not think that anything's changing while you're in the thick of it, but to have somebody who's in it with you pointing out what they're seeing change it gives you that momentum to keep pushing ahead and just nudge the needle a little further, which I just think is so powerful. Man, I love that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, well, guys, once again, like I just want to congratulate you on, I mean, just taking so much ownership of your life and, and a job well done. You know, the the first reason we go into this is just such a really selfish reason, which isn't horrible, you know, to see our lives get better and, and kind of to get rid of this hellish chaos that, that you live in. But then it quickly turns to like, I want to leave a legacy, you know, like I want, I want to live for a purpose beyond myself. And I've just, man, you guys are, are on that path. I'm watching you do it, each one of you and watching you guys grow. And so, it's just awesome. You know, if you're listening to this and you're going, man, I want this experience. Like I want to, to be in a brotherhood of men who are fighting for one another, who are laying their lives down, who are growing, who aren't the same, you know, a year later. Um, we have the answer to that. And um, this year, we really uh, started to kind of pivot and, and realize, okay, we built out this 12-month process this discipleship program for men. And we felt like the next mission was to offer it for churches. So not the full 12 month, but 12 weeks. So we took our foundations of masculinity, this first 12 weeks, and we've packaged it, um, including small group curriculum training. So we have, it's all videoed. Um, there's three activate or four activations, 
uh, that get you outside of like the classroom and outside and into the woods or wherever, you know, wherever your wilderness is, even if you live in the city up on a skyscraper, if that's your mountain, um, and kind of really activated with God. And then you also, uh, will get access to me. So once a month you'll be able to jump on. And, uh, if you're a church leader, you can jump on with me, ask me any questions you want, which I think, uh, Byron and Dan and all these guys would say like, that was helpful. That was valuable. And then, um, for every man that is in your church, that's going through the foundation of masculinity, they'll also be able to jump on, ask any questions they want, struggling with my marriage, dealing with anxiety, stuck in porn, need some help here, need some tips. And, uh, we help to answer those questions. And again, create like this, a greater community of men that are all running towards something. So, you know, these guys had each other, but they also had other men, uh, all year long that they were partnered up with, which really helps. And so, you know, that 12 week curriculum, the foundations of masculinity will be available at the end of this month. You can literally go to braveco.org. There's a section there just for churches. So if you're a church pastor, or if you want to get this into your church and, uh, go through the foundations of masculinity, you can just send that to your pastor, fill out the information. We personally meet with, with the church leaders, uh, we do it over Zoom, find out how we can best help you and how we can equip you and we can do that. If you're just a dude, you're like a Byron or a Lewis or MJ or William, and you're like, man, I want to go through something like this. What we have for you is we have, again, the foundations of masculinity, that first 12 weeks that you can take, get with a group of your guys that you already have. And what I love about Lewis's story is like he didn't, he wasn't the strongest guy in the room in every area. He didn't have every place of his life figured out. He was just willing, right? So he was the guy that was willing to step up and say, I'll be responsible for facilitating this content in this relationship. And and it's just such a testimony, right? Like you can, if you've got a couple of guys, you can band together once a week, watch a whatever, 38 to 45 minute long video spend a little bit of time, you know, an hour talking about it with one another, do that 12 weeks. You guys can again, jump on a zoom with all the other guys, ask me questions. You can still meet with all the other guys online. And at the end of 12 weeks, like you won't be in the same spot as where you started. Now, the only way you can be that is if you don't actually put any effort into it, but you won't, you you know, if you walk all the way out the 12 weeks, you're going to continue to grow. And what I loved too about Dan is Dan said, like, my masculinity is sound. You know, I don't know that I need to go to a conference to learn about masculinity. And Byron had probably just said the same thing, right? Like, I can bench 5,000 pounds. What do I need to? I'm a power lifter. And uh, that's our ego, man. That's our ego. That's our ego trying to, and that, that ego keeps us ill equipped, right? It, it keeps us paralyzed in the places that we really want to grow. And, um, so, you know, don't let your ego get in the way of going, man, I really want to have a group of guys. Like, I think a lot of men are going to listen to this and go, dang, I wish I was a part of group 32. Like I, I wish that I could have joined. And, and that's the truth. We all want that. But the truth is guys, like you can create that in the group that you have. You, you can create that any, like these guys didn't even know each other. They had never even met each other before our five day challenge where they all went, Hey, let's be in a group together. They're all from different cities. You guys aren't, don't live in the same city. Hopefully people caught that. Um, 
yeah, different backgrounds and they just went, hey, let's be intentional for a whole year. Listen, if a bunch of guys can do that who've never shared a meal together in the same exact place, like you can take your friends, get on the same path and go, let's do this. So we have that available for you guys too. That's coming um, at the at the end of this month, early next month, that will be launched. Um, you can actually get access to it now, but we're making the package better. So we're giving you a whole bunch of extra stuff there. Um, so hopefully this was super beneficial for you guys. Uh, men, thank you so much again for your time. You guys are, you're re- honestly the favorite part of my week is jumping on, being with you guys. And uh, I just feel so much gratitude in my heart, you know, for for all the stuff that we've been through together, just the highs and the lows and and watching you guys, you know, take ownership of your life and Honestly, man, it's just so humbling. I've watched Tim cry over here twice now. And uh, it's just, I, we're both filled with gratitude, right? Of getting to be a part of, man, just a bunch of honestly brave guys, guys who are willing to step up. And so we want to invite everyone else into the community. You know, you don't have to watch our videos or whatever. You can simply just join us, uh, subscribe to our podcast, I mean, that helps move the needle, right? Share what we're doing. Um, pray for other men. You can sow into us financially. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. I haven't taken a salary from Braveco at all. Not that I never will. Um, but uh, literally, like, if you want to sow into what we're doing, you can do that. Live, men's lives are getting changed, transformed. And uh, we are changing the uh, the narrative on men and equipping men to, to take back their lives. So... Uh, That's it for this week's podcast. Stay brave out there and uh, hopefully we meet together while uh, you guys are going through the foundations of masculinity for yourself. Be blessed, guys. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the Brave Co. Podcast. If you like this podcast, would you please rate it, review it, leave us a great comment. And if you like this episode in particular, share it with your friends and family. That helps us to spread the word. Guys, stay brave. We'll see you next week.